0: Everyone, happy New Year! Welcome to the Comic Vine almost weekly podcast for the week ending January sixth, two thousand seventeen. I am Tony Guerrero, and joining me once again is Matt Alfring. Yay, I'm here. All right, so we we yeah, haven't had a podcast in in a while. I think it's been two weeks because uh, two weeks ago technical problems here in studio. I don't know what I somehow I thought we were going to have problems again today, but somehow I figured something out so i think it was two weeks ago i recorded by myself was it two weeks ago because and then maybe it was three weeks ago Wait, i think it three weeks ago i think we went two weeks without because the office was closed it's the holidays all that fun stuff and then uh this monday yeah the office was technically still closed monday yeah most of us you know, were still working and all that so we should have a regular podcast back on Monday, but because it's been a little while, and we didn't do one this week, so I, I thought we would just do kind of like a bonus podcast the first week of the year, and mainly to to let the comic mind people know, in, in case they're, they're not aware of what Matt and I have been spending a lot of December doing all, all these best of 2016 lists <laughs> All of December. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> we should talk about so w- with these lists that we did on, on Gamespot, and I, I did link to the best comics on, on Comic Vine in case people you know don't aren't venturing over. But with, with like you know best movies, best TV, all that stuff, we it wasn't just us or it wasn't just whoever wrote you know posted the, the list or whatever. You know uh-huh. we 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 did it semi democratically. You know we we opened it up to you know the Gamespot staff and asked, you know what their favorite stuff was and, you know, and we looked at the the numbers and ranked them and, and all that sort of stuff. So, it wasn't just like a one or two person thing aside from comics. Comics was was just us. And yeah. we 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 said, "Forget you guys." Cuz you know, there are there are people who read comics around here and, you know, on, on outside of this office, the San Francisco office, you know there's people who read comics. But we, we did it ourselves since, we're, you know, we're in the midst of it, you know, doing it week to week. And, you know, we're not casual readers or trade reader, readers and all that stuff. So we, we made that list. And we could go into specifics, but how we ranked it, I don't know if we need to go that. That it, We ranked it. I think that's all it
1: we, meant. We just ranked it. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. So, so we and I
1: yelled at each other for weeks. Yeah. Well, the, the good
0: thing is, is we, I think we... We, we pretty much agreed with the list. I mean, th- there are some yeah. where, you know, there are some that you, you, you uh, championed more than I would have and, and vice versa. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, you know, we, we did agree on some as well. So I, I think I so I was happy with the way the list turned out. Yeah. S- so starting in case you're unaware, our number 10 was Superman. Number Ameri- 10. Sorry. Number 10. There we go. Superman, American Alien by Max Landis and a bunch of cool artists. So
1: I was surprised with how much I liked this series because I am not a Superman fan.
0: Yeah, I mean, I am a Superman fan. And I, with with how with how the new 52 started with like the Superman series, you know, I, I right away I've, I knew it was a different Superman and I kind of accepted that and I was OK. You know, I didn't like raise a stink or anything like that because, you know, there, there are some decent stories. And, like, what Grant Morrison was doing in ac- action comics was interesting. But it was a different Superman. And with, with this, when, when they talked about this story, first of all, you know, Max Landis, you know, he did write a Superman backup story in an annual, I think. Oh, what was that dude's name? Um, is it a, the Atomic Skullfire? Someone? Well, anyways. And, you know, and he's been vocal about, you know, what the death, what was it, Death and Return of Superman? They that video. Yeah, that, that whole thing. So when, when, when this was announced, and basically what it comes down to, it's, it's an origin story. Yeah. And I was like, do we need another origin story? We've had so many. And, and there's some really good ones. So it's like, you know, do we really need another one? But then when you hear, like, all these artists, like Joel Jones, uh, Francis Manipole, Jay Lee, you know, all these people, I was like, okay. And then when they said like each issue was going to be different artists, I was like, okay. But then that first one, I was like, wow, you know, we see Clark as a kid. I mean, there was something about it. And then, you know, then the second issue, it, I think right from the second issue and almost like the end of the first issue, you, you kind of got a feeling that this wasn't the regular continuity. You, cause in, in the second issue, I think is when he was a young teen. Yeah. And, and like his friends knew about him. You know, and, and it, you, you know, you you got to see that people in Smallville knew that Clark was special, that he had abilities. And I was like, wait, this is different because you know, it's always been Pete and Lana that knew, and and his parents, of course. So it was interesting, and the the whole thing when when Clark is mistaken for Bruce Wayne on the yacht. I mean, things got kind of nuts for a while, and I I think I don't know how they chose the artist. Because I always wonder about that when, you know, I, when I, I talk to artists, it's like or writers, it's like, you know, do you write the story for the artist or do you have the story written before? And then, you know, because obviously, you, know, you can tailor certain things. But I, I thought they did a good job selecting each artist for each story.
1: Yeah, I, I think more most importantly for me is because I, I don't like origin stories for Superman. I'm done with it. But each issue was kind of a moment in his life. It wasn't six issues or eight issues of like here's him first learning to use his powers and it's like all of him is seven years old like we got these kind of milestone moments in his life which i think is more important for an origin story than just iron man puts on a suit you know
0: yeah and it was it was just and it had enough differences to make it different you know yeah and and but not too drastic where it's like who the heck is this character so so yeah, so yeah. that, 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 I recommended story. So it's it's available in hardcover, and I'm sure it'll be in paperback soon if it's not already. Um, I do have, I, I did get the the hardcover. Just that's how much I liked it. All right, number nine.
1: Number nine.
0: Old Man Logan.
1: Old Man
0: Logan. So this was one that you really championed. Is that is, is that the right word? Rooted for, bought for, rooted for, championed, whatever. Here, here, here. Yeah, I, <laughs> Let's I mean, use whatever words we want. It's our podcast. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed this one. I was surprised. I didn't realize how much you liked it. I mean, I think it's safe to say you know we both love the art and color. And, yeah,
1: and oh, Marcelo Maiala was so good on this book. Yeah,
0: and 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 Jeff Lemire has been doing some some cool things here, and you know, take, taking the, you know, the the, the beloved old man Logan. Concept for Mark Miller, you know, it it's 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 been working. Because like what we had in Secret Wars was that didn't quite work for me as well, the the Secret Wars miniseries, because it was mainly Logan venturing into different realities.
1: Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. I, I liked it, but it wasn't what old man Logan this book is. It, it was it was just weird because like the first issue was is like, Okay, this is cool, you know, it's a
0: continuation, we're seeing what's going on, and then all of a sudden he's like He's in that, like, Iron Man, techn- Technopolis or whatever. Oh, I did
1: not like that story so at all. like, <laughs> what's going on? And
0: then he's like, Age of Apocalypse now. And and it's it was just weird because, you know, we had Andrea Sorrentino's art, but it was just, and it was like each issue was like a different reality. So it was just like, uh, it didn't quite work. And then they're like, oh, we're, now we're going to do an ongoing series, and he's going to be in a present. And I was like, what? But, but Jeff Lemire has been making it work, and and just the art, it's Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's well,
1: something. what I think Jeff Lemire did uh, exceptionally well on this series so far is that he's—I I, think—he's kind of ignoring the Secret war stuff, and he's really focusing on Logan as a character from the Old Man Logan storyline. He's in the present, and he wants to make sure that his future never happens. Even though you kind of we we, we find out throughout this series that this is a parallel Logan. Like, there's no way what happened to him is going to happen in this world because of, you know, it's just a different universe he's yeah. in, essentially. But uh, I wasn't too in... actually wasn't too into the Ronin story, the last one that came out. Yeah, It was... The monster. It was it, okay, it was just, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not a Japanese, like, Wolverine fan. Like, I don't like that storyline, that, uh, that era, that character. However, just because I don't like it doesn't... I, I think it was the story it was done exceptionally well it just didn't click with me but that first arc was so good and i think what they're doing now with the whole monster stuff what i'm into it screw it <laughs> mm-hmm. uh i i think there we have a lot of great stories to continue coming down the road and i just i am so happy with how this turned out considering how closely i hold like old man logan like it's uh, it's such a good origin that original uh miller mcniven story like i because you kind of feel weird when they when they when that was announced it's like I don't want them to ruin it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And they didn't. I I think Lemire, Sorrentino, uh Maialo really expanded on it and made Miller and McNiven's original story kind of their own. Yeah. All right. Number 8.
0: Number 8.
1: Nailbiter. Man, Tony, are you going to catch up on this book? Yes.
0: <laughs> I got to catch up on lots of things. Uh but wait, wait, who's, that's not nail biter in the image that we used, <laughs> A different nail it's biter. A, What's going on?
1: That's uh, uh, I feel like I can't even talk about it. Cause I know there's so many people that trade weight on this book, but this year and I've, I've always been, um, a huge fan of this book. Kind of my bias is with Josh Williamson aside as in, cause we're Tony, Josh and I are all buddies, but, um, This is such a well, well done book with how uh, Williamson kind of layers on story on top of story. And there's a lot of things that can be revealed at any minute. He sets up things so far in advance that you don't notice. Uh, There was a huge, huge reveal, I think, back in August of this year, maybe July. uh, Something big that I, again, I don't want to mention, but I am just I'm so happy with how this book comes together and as much as I love birthright another one of Williamson's books I think this is kind of this might uh, to date this is his best series yeah easily I, I
0: agree because you know I I enjoy birthright but there's something about nail biter and you know when when he first talked about it when it was first announced and he's talking about serial killers in a town full of serial killers you know you will know, well, just hearing Josh's reasoning for coming up with this series was Mm -hmm. was was fascinating because i remember it was at an image expo and i remember we we interviewed him like in the stairwell of of this bill was like it was kind of a perfect creepy setting for yeah for the the interview and what i was like this is really cool i never would have thought that we'd be like you know close to issue 30 you know that it would be that long of a story because because i remember like the first time he was on on a supermassive podcast talking about it I was like, okay, this is a cool concept, but I, I was like, you know, maybe a year. You know, how long can this go on? And but it's like you said, I mean, there's just layers and you know, different things happening. And
1: uh, this, it, like this year, I felt like this book can still go on for at least two or three more years with the way things are being set up. So if and you're again, writing it, read it. So you should really so, read so it'll this. It'll keep going. I also recommend Ghosted, but that's because it's my favorite book But by him. But they, but Nailbiter is so good. Uh, taking nothing away from the artist Mike Henderson and uh, colorist Adam Gazowski, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Adam Gazowski, yeah. They're, they're doing some phenomenal work. They What I love about the art on this series is that it takes the dark edge off the storytelling. If you had someone on this book, like, we'll go with someone dark, like a Ben Templesmith or a Jock, uh, I don't think I could read this series. It's just too. It's very depressing and dark, and it's and it's a it's there's nothing really uplifting about the book. It's a phenomenally written book, but when you have an artist that kind of counterbalances the tone to lighten it up a bit, like we have here, even when they're drawing, you know, people getting mutilated, it's still like I don't know it it it, it fits so well. Mm-hmm. It's a nice juxtaposition, I guess. Totally. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I'm I'm a big fan. Um, it- if you know people that, that check out the awesome art picks. Um, or you know, if, if you look at Mike Henderson's Instagram, I mean, he he does like tons of, like you know, w- warm up sketches. As I hate when they they call him warm. It's like that, that's not a warm up sketch. That's a warm up. I mean, it's it's ridiculous how how good it is. So it's it's always yeah. interesting seeing him draw like just you know characters that we know. You know, Spider Man, Batman, you know, Wolverine, whoever. So it's it's like I I dig his stuff. All right, number seven. Number seven. So I, I was, wasn't sure if this was going to be controversial, but we went back a little bit to Batman, the new 52 volume, the 2011 volume that ended, I think it was like May or June when, when it yeah. ended. But that being said, and, and I, I think where we, in, in early stages, where we were kind of disagreeing, it's like, you know, we were digging the Batman stories and each one, yeah. like the current um, Tom King's Batman um, James Tynan's uh, Detective Comics, and then Scott Snyder's All Star Batman. Each one, the great thing, the cool thing about it is each book is so different, even though yeah. they all have Batman. So it's it, it's hard. It was you know it was like you know
1: what do we we can't have you know three Batman books or four Batman books on there? And... I think you can have four Batman books on like it, it. I don't know, but I'm in a different mindset where I don't think about. Is it Marvel, DC, Indie? What character is it? Like, if it's awesome, it's awesome. But, yeah. Yeah. but I felt like, even though I felt like Snyder and Capullo's arc lost me as a casual reader towards the end, what they did, even at the end of this year, was brilliant and so well done. You cannot ignore it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I the the whole thing going back a little bit towards the end of, of 2015, when James Gordon first you know stepped into the armor, the the suit, and everything. Yeah, that was like just crazy, and then you know we found out it's like oh there's a you know he has a, a costume underneath the armor and just different things, and obviously you know we all knew he was going to be Batman forever, but it, it was yeah. interesting, and I, I enjoy a story where you mix things up. You know, if, if Batman, you know he's been around for over seventy five years, yes, and you you know you don't want just the same old stories. Which is what, what I'm digging about like All Star Batman is that it's so different. You know, it's it's Batman a road trip Batman on the road outside of Gotham. And, you know, yeah, we have seen that on occasion and, you know, outsiders or Justice League and stuff like that. But with with, with Jim being Batman, it was a, a different thing. And then seeing Bruce Wayne getting like a second lease on life, that whole struggle and then, you know, when he eventually came back and then just all that whole thing. I mean, it was and you know, Capullo's art on top of it is so yeah, I mean that, yeah. I I didn't want to discount it. It's like oh, it ended, so let's just ignore it. You know, it's it's like when they do the Oscars. You know, if a movie comes out in January, and then you know by the time they're they're voting, you know, they probably forgot about it. So I yeah. I, I didn't want that to be the case. So so nothing against um, Tom King, James Tynan, or Scott Snyder's All Star Batman.
1: Because I love King's book, and you're more on Tynan stuff. I I love Tynan stuff too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but you and I, as of right now, as Batman fans. We are on separate ends of that. Like, I'm for Batman, you're for Detective Comics. Yeah.
0: And, and then All-Star is just, you know, it's, it's such a different thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Batman, we, so we went with that. Because Snyder and Capullo, they're going to be back together sometime this year on some secret project that hasn't been announced. Because I, I think Capullo actually, um, I think he, like, re-signed a new contract with DC.
1: I think so, too. I, I remember him talking about it because he, once he has this thing, this other thing he's working on done, he's going – I think he said him and Snyder were doing something Yeah, again. Yeah, they,
0: they definitely are. I mean that, that's talk, they, they've talked about that. Um, but I, I think it was like the end of December he signed his contract. So it kind of got lost in the shuffle of like as we're trying to wrap up the year and all that. And, and you because know, he, he's doing um, Reborn with Mark Miller, which is, is yeah. a cool book. Uh, if, if people haven't been reading, I know I don't know if we've really talked about it because a lot of times we run out of time or whatever. But um, Capullo has kind of s- s- let things slip a little bit unofficially, mm. you know, like in certain. What he does
1: a lot, yeah,
0: because you know he's he's you know he he does what he wants to do. You know he's whatever. So he's great, um, Capullo. Yeah. So it they're definitely coming back for something this year, but I, I have no idea when, and you know so we'll have to wait and see for that.
1: A quick side note. I don't know if we haven't even talked about this. I just want to bring it up. Have you been reading? I don't know the name of it, but Jeff Lemire and Scott Snyder's new book. Oh, yeah. I I I I took my vacation time to
0: review issue two. Um, What's the name of the book? I I have it. 80 After Death. Okay,
1: yeah, because I had their giant issue
0: it's like 80 pages or something like that. And I I remember because when when I was about to review the second one, I, I wanted to look back over the first one. And my daughter saw it. She's like, that's not a comic. That's a book with pictures. Because it's yeah. just... And, and, and that's the thing, the, the, the cool thing. And, you know, maybe we can talk more about it on Monday. But, you know, when, when a lot of people complain, it's like, oh, a comic costs, you know, this much money. And, you know, you read it in five minutes or whatever. So this, it's, it's, it's prose. I mean, there, there's text. And, and, you know, I know some people have, have mentioned with Scott Snyder's Batman that a lot of time there's a lot to read. And, and I, I agree sometimes when you're reading a comic... And there's a whole bunch of text. You're not really in the mood for that. Not that it's not that you can't read or don't want to read, mm-hmm. but it, it's, a, it's a weird, you're not, not ready for it. But in this book, once you get into that, it's, it's so cool because, you know, you got the sprinkles of, of Lemire's art. And then with the, you can just go so far more in depth into the story. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's nuts. The first issue, I'm like, wait, what's what's this about? What's going on? But then the second issue, it really it starts to come together. So yeah, that that's I, after reading the first issue, I, I actually thought about it. I was, I, was like, I was like, man, should this be on our on two, best of 2006? It's only been one issue, and then the second issue came out by the time we you know we already had the list you know set up and everything. So some, yeah. next year it could be a contender. All right. Number six. Number six.
1: Unfollow. Uh, Unfollow, which I have been a, a champion of this book for a long time. Uh, it's uh, ver- it's Vertigo's best kept secret, which I hate saying because it shouldn't be. It's uh, about 140 people on a social media site. Uh, the owner of that social media site dies and gives money to 140 random people. And one by one, they all start getting killed off. And as they die off, everybody else's inheritance gets a little bit bigger. It's Nuts! It's it's a very chaotic book. It doesn't uh, it follows like four or five different characters. Uh, This year in particular, I really really enjoyed. We got a lot of backstories, especially I think it was three months ago we got the backstory for the character Akira who has uh, robotic legs. (laughs) Uh, We find out how we got robotic legs. Uh, This is. I don't know if you remember old kind fine podcast about me talking about how good Rob Williams work was on Martian Manhunter before that book got, uh, yeah, <sighs> bad. The mm-hmm. book got bad. Um, this, this has been a, a consistently brilliantly written book. Um, uh, Michael Dowling does a lot of the art this past year. There's a few guest artists as well, but Dowling's artwork is awesome. I, if if you are looking for something that is a step outside of superhero books, but you want something that kind of has still a DC or Marvel feel, I would, this is kind of up your alley. Cause it's vertigo. I, I was very, very impressed with this past year. It, I think they're down to 86 people left, like ha, almost half the people have been killed off. Mm.
0: It's, it's such a good book. I, I'd be curious. Um, like, you know, I, 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 I'm always thinking like, like what went, what's the end? You know, do they, do they have that mapped out? Do they know how many issues and you know, how long? Well, the story... I'm sure. Yeah. So it's like, I wonder how many issues it'll take. Not that I, I would want you know, it to end right away, but I'm, yeah. I'm curious, you know, how long is it going to take to, to get through them all? So that's another one. Check that out. If, if you haven't been reading
1: number five, number five manifest destiny. And, uh, this has been my favorite book for, I think the past three years. It's, uh, Memphis Destiny is a story of, uh, Lewis and Clark. Sometimes I accidentally say Lewis and Clark because the Mm nineties, uh, so it's Lewis and Clark and they are going from the East coast to the West coast. They are walking across America back in the, uh, whatever Louisiana purchase happened. Uh, 1600 something. That's when Columbus sealed the ocean blue. (laughs) Uh, and as they travel across the country, they find out there are monsters everywhere, and <laughs> the, the wilderness is awful. Uh, this year, only six issues came out. I should say, uh, two thousand sixteen. Only six issues came out, and it was the story called Sasquatch. And the 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 team found Sasquatch, or well, Sasquatch found them and crushed some skulls. Mm. Uh, but it's more than just that. It deals a lot with. Uh, Native American, was it Black Buffalo? I got to look over quick. Um, yeah, but Black Buffalo I was actually right. Um, there's kind of a problem right now with the Americans wanting to continue forward, but there's this Black Buffalo tribe that does not want them to go anywhere. They want their guns. So there's a lot of uh, conflict, real conflict that you know happened within American history, not Specifically this moment, but we got a lot of great historical conflict mixed with ridiculous monsters. And it's just I'm just so into this series. I I wish they would do more, but I know Matthew Roberts, Owen Gianni, and it's weird that I couldn't remember the writer's name. Chris Dingies. I know that they they've been saying they're taking their time on this series to create the book that they want yeah that's cool. they're, they're not trying to rush anything and if we get one story a year that's what we get and i it sucked that we only got six issues because i love this series but i was very very happy with you know what we got so i yeah. uh, check it out trade good get, get this in trade i love this
0: series and a side note in uh the secret history of twin peaks the, the book that mark frost wrote with like, uh-huh. a bunch of documents and stuff about all sorts of things there is mention of lewis and clark and the twin peaks area and What's what's amazing about it is Mark Frost like did his research obviously and you know there is like I I, th- I think it was like a two week period or, or like some or six days or some some period of time where I forget who now one of them was like could have potentially have gone off to venture this other area and so it, it was really cool and and then um, I think it was when someone died or something anyways the, the, it's it's cool if you're into twin peaks i i recommend that book and there's that connection there number four number four monstrous so this book this this book is nuts i mean i never know what to expect from this book because you know you, if you ever see the covers like it's like oh there's you know this, this pretty girl and there's this little like fox creature and there's a cat and there, but then the thing is like you find out like the, the girl like she's missing an arm, like her, you know. There's this whole story, and then she's got like this monster, this th- thing inside her, basically, and it, it, it's, it's totally vicious. And uh, <laughs> like, I, I, the the last issue, they're they're on a like a kind of like a pirate ship, or, um, and there's like this squid creature, like kind of grabbing, and she just like tears the tentacle off, and it's just like it's, you know, you don't mess with this girl. It's, I guess, I should back up it takes place like in the early 1900s. It's supposed to be like an alternate world. It's like after the war and there's like these humans and these monsters. It's like this whole weird thing and gorgeous, gorgeous art. Um, Sana Takeda. Yeah. It's it's just, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy how, how, how beautiful this book is. And I, I just, I love this book and it's for as, as pretty as it is, it's not like a delicate story, you know. Like, I mean, it it gets hardcore, and and there's occasional cursing, and there's blood, and there's death, and so it, it's this weird mix of story, and yeah. So i I'm, I'm I have no idea where this story is gonna go, but I I enjoy reading it month after month. Number and <laughs> I can't believe how much time we we've, we we've spent. We're only at number three. I don't know if we're gonna get to our other list today.
1: Yeah, well, well, we're we're gonna do it. Okay, number three. Number three, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Moon Knight.
0: So I I, I I love Moon Knight. I, yes, I, you do. I, I guess I should let people know that in case.
1: <laughs> I don't think anybody knows that, Tony. That's a secret that's been
0: well kept. Um, uh, apparently, James Gunn really digs Moon Knight, too. I don't know if you saw it. He will
1: not put him in Guardians. He just wants to do a yeah. solo
0: movie. Yeah.
1: He's, he's like, oh, I got this
0: idea, but I'm too busy. So it's like, ugh. Uh, so this book, uh, Jeff Lemire, again, and and uh Greg Smallwood it, it's just me the first arc was 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 nuts it was it was first crazy. arc was awesome second arc was interesting
1: the, I would go as far as say is it lost me but it, I'll be back yeah so what
0: was weird about i mean one that the second arc had had three different artists essentially and um, mainly two artists with occasionally you know Greg doing you know a couple pages or something like that and it was just it was weird because you had like these different reality it's like the different personas were kind of i don't even know where to, i still don't know where the space persona came from like the 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 astronauts fighting the w- wolves
1: I, yeah I, I i'm not sure i i i do appreciate very much what jeff lemire was doing there because it's when that when that arc wrapped up i i felt like i appreciated that arc yeah. a lot but as i was reading the arc it lo- it just wasn't that into it but I, I think overall i'm like oh like i get what he's doing here and this is kind of awesome
0: and then this week's issue, which I don't know if you had a chance to read it. I, Not yet. Um, it's, you know, Greg Smallwood's back doing the full issue. And it's it, almost like it picks up from the first arc. Because, you know, we're, we're back in, you know, New York is full of sand and pyramids. Spoilers. And, and they they it's in, in a preview, you know, because you, you see Mr. Knight, he goes, you know, back to the diner. And so it's, it's almost like it's picking up from there, even though he kind of references, like, you know, he— He's like, oh, I'm back here. But then it also delves into his childhood where we find out, like, you know, where did Stephen Grant come from? Where did Jake Lackley come from, those, those personas? So it's, it's really interesting. And when, I remember when I first started reading Moon Knight and then, you know, getting the back issues and all that, you know, he, and he had a different identities. I never saw it as, like, as multiple personality type thing. It seemed I like... didn't
1: until like the late '90s when one of the writers made it into that. I think it was Bendis. I mean, I, th- I think the first time I don't know if it was an
0: Ultimate Spider-Man when he had Moon Knight there. That Moon Knight was bonkers. Yeah, um, as to use an unscientific term, <laughs> and as you hit your head on the mic or whatever.
1: No, that was my elbow on the. Still trying to get my mic studio area set up nicely. So Ultimate
0: Universe Moon Knight was was really off the charts. And mm-hmm. then, then he did that 12-issue series where it's like he was with Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Captain America, but he wasn't with them. They were in his mind. And so that, that, it seemed like that's when he, he, he kind of became unstable. I was like, he, yeah. he wasn't necessarily, you know, quote-unquote, crazy before. So, I mean, unless I just miss it because I don't remember that being you know, a part of, of who he is. But with what we're seeing now, it is interesting to, to see how that's being explored. And and the art is just amazing. So you can pick up this week's issue, and you know it's it's the first of an arc. But you know you definitely want to go back and read the other ones.
1: Yeah. Number two, number two. Deadly class, class stay deadly.
0: Uh, news update. This has been I think option as a TV show.
1: There's... I I hate to be the cynic, but everything is optioned as a TV
0: show. We'll, we'll see. Um. Yeah, that that's another bit. Of, I think that came out earlier this week or sometime where I wasn't able to like explore it, read it. So this is Rick Remender and um, West Craig. It's it's what what's nuts about this. So it it starts. It's in the '80s. You had this this kid living on the streets. He kind of gets sort of recruited to a secret high school for assassins, and then the end of the term, things just go nuts, and then. The unthinkable—it it just the way that that first story ended—I was just like, "Holy crap!" I, I'm I'm still kind of in denial with, with how it ended, because then there was kind of like a hiatus, and I was like, "Is this the last issue? Is this the end of the series?" Because it did kind of seemed like a you know a, a set ending, and then when it came back, uh, it it kind of was like you know the second year, uh, you know the next year at at the school, and uh, it's just it, it's it's nuts. I mean, first you know you have that small bit of like '80s nostalgia feel. But it's yeah. not that like, in your face, like that's the whole gimmick or the hook of the, of the series. It's just like there in the background. But then there's different characters and everything. And there's just like so much netso stuff happening in there. I mean, this this has always been like one of my favorite books, like every every month, like when we used to do a <laughs> top of the pile. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Which that that's what made coming up with this list harder this year because we didn't have that to look back. They actually had to think about what we liked. So, yeah, Deadly Class. I, I dig it.
1: Number one!
0: Number one! Vision.
1: Uh, there's... I mean, I think when we started talking about Best of the Year, we both were like, Vision's number one. Yeah, we didn't
0: even... Yeah, we didn't even deliberate or anything. It's like, that. Nope. I don't care what happens, Vision's number one. And I was going to fight that tooth and nail if you didn't agree, What obviously you did. There was but, nothing else I could think of that came close to Vision. Oh, uh, this is so good. I think... I, I I didn't. I think they announced it yesterday. But I think CBR because they they do like the top 100 books or something like that. Some crazy yeah. thing. Um Bravo to them for for doing that. I I could They've I got immi-
1: a lot more people working for them.
0: <laughs> I I couldn't imagine ranking 100 books. Yeah. It's like and and it was like it's like your book number 99 <laughs> Or or are 100. You barely made the list. So, so yeah, like like I said, bravo to them for for sifting through and coming up with that list. But I I. Think they might have had Vision at number one too. If so, that means they got good taste, um, and we can attribute that to Albert. So yeah. Vision number one. This this book. Oh my gosh, it's 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 just been so nuts. I mean, it's it was so weird because like when this was you know Vision had, makes a family in the suburbs. I'm like what? But you read it and it was just so dark, and this was not an uplifting book at by any means and and you know they, they did whatever that storytelling technique is where you know what's going to happen you know they basically hint or tell you how things yeah. end or everything is you know the whole neighborhood's going to burn down and you know so you know that something bad's going to really happen but you to find out how it happens or specifically what happens it's just been been crazy and heartbreaking and oh man so yeah um Gabriel Walta. Uh, Michael Walsh did do that that uh, Scarlet Witch issue. I think it was number seven. Oh, man. It was just so, so good. I hope, I don't know if it's, I haven't looked anywhere, but I hope they do like a, a hardcover for the whole 12 issues or something.
1: Cause... Uh, that's, yeah, somebody asked Tom King that yesterday or two days ago, and he said like, if they do, like, I don't know, because somebody was asking about Omega Men as well, uh, and he's just like, I don't know, I, I hope they do. Yeah. Uh, I would I, buy it.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's the thing when you know people ask creators they it's not up to them. You know, if 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 it was they'd be like, "Yeah, let's let's do, you know, huge, you know, what, what are what those book, oversized books called? The, the collections? Big... Omnibus. No, not the Omnibus. the the ones that are like big, Essential? huge. Essential? No, the, I think it's more of a DC thing where they're like over like bigger dimension, not not thickness, but
1: I just call them omnibus because I have the superior. No, no, pose no, no, of no, Spider-Man not, omnibus.
0: Not, not omnibus is where where it's like a huge collection. The other one, not it's not artist edition. It's basically where where like it, the comics like almost like twice the normal size. You know,
1: where it costs a hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, like the hundred yeah, twenty-five. I I, I totally, don't remember.
1: I I almost want to say it's essentials, but I don't
0: think it's that no. essential. I I always think essentials is like the black and white Marvel. Yeah, like that's the book thing. Ones. Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Vision is just, uh, I, I can't recommend. I mean, this is, like I said, there was no, no contest. This, this was such, such an a amazing book. And I wasn't even, like, the biggest Vision fan, like, you know, before this. You Not know, like like, oh, was I. He's cool. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, well, you know, I remember Vision, Scarlet Witch, and you know, they're married. It's like, oh, that's weird. They got kids. Oh, no, they don't have kids. Or Master Pandemonium's is his arms. I was like, what? You know, so it was like all, all this stuff. But this book, man. It's just, oh man, it's just the stuff that happens. It's, no spoilers.
1: So I, I remember when this book was pitched, or when the, when the solicit first came out for the first issue. And I believe, I'm sure you could go back to the podcast. I, probably, I believe I probably said something like, that sounds dumb. Which is a cover. Uh, it's like, this looks so
0: cheesy. You know, they're, they're yeah. like phasing through the door, yeah. waving. I'm just like, like he, he makes a, a wife and kids. It's like, okay. Oh, they have a dog too. They got a floating mailbox, and then there's death, <laughs> burying bodies in the backyard. It's like, oh my gosh. So, yeah, that was just such a good book. I want to read it again. I, I kind of yeah. So want do it. I. <laughs> All right. So that is our our comics. Uh, we have a little bit of time left. Do you want to do TV or movie?
1: Um, I I'd say oh that's tough. I think we can blaze through both All in right. 15 minutes. All right, I got TV here queued up. So best TV shows
0: of 2016. So this um, again, this this was more this was like everyone's opinion. <clears throat> so number ten was Luke Cage barely made the list. Almost it wasn't in. Her. Luke Cage, um, it was good. It was different. I I think you know that that's why why I fought for it to you know it was like I said it was it was neck and neck whether it was going to make the list, but it was different from Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Yeah. And and yeah, you know some of the villains you know, are a little questionable, like their motives and that. And then where things kind of went towards the end, but it I mean it was, it was cool. I'm I'm definitely up for a season two.
1: I I just love the fact that it was a it felt like a modern day Robin, Robin Hood. Yeah. And I hate to say it, I still have like two episodes left to finish. Yeah, uh, there's other things that came on Netflix that took away time, but I I loved the look, the feel, and oh my god, I love the soundtrack. Yeah. But I am a huge fan of hip-hop and rap so it was just it was a great ambience for the show yeah and number nine the americans Americans. Um, i dropped off at season i didn't watch half of last season so i i'm i'm even further behind
0: um i i'm I'm a huge carrie russell fan you know going back to felicity (laughs) My, my wife loves how did you
1: show. say that not laughing at yourself
0: what that's it i i will admittedly say yeah i i enjoy that show okay um
1: because uh, but we're talking about the americans on felicity no felicity no when i said but
0: we were supposed to be talking yeah. about the americans because yeah. when when i didn't watch it when it first my my wife was totally into that and then eventually you know i, I got her to dvds and we started watching it so i, I think we watched it at least twice um so it, it's good so carrie russell's good uh, and Americans. I yeah. I this is a show I always wanted to watch because you know
1: we were we were it's, watching. It's such sh- a brilliant concept. It's it's two. It takes place during the eighties. Two Russian spies who are undercover in America. Yeah, and it's as it's, Americans.
0: It's a little dark. You know, it's like it's not an uplifting show because you know not like, at all. They don't. It's not like they're like yeah, let's do this. You know, let let's this. You know, be these these infiltrators, traitors, or whatever. You know, spies. And so yeah, I I definitely need to get back <clears throat> caught up on that. All right, number
1: eight, Daredevil. Uh, super solid season. Uh, I think what made this such a great season was uh, The Punisher. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, Elektra was, was –
0: she was cool. She was fine. It's all right. And what I did like what – I, what I really enjoyed about this is how The Punisher's – spoiler, kind of – is how his story kind of wrapped up halfway through the season. You know, because I didn't want it's like, oh, here's a story. You know, it's, it's going to take exactly 13 episodes. That's how long this problem's going to be. So I liked that it, it, it kind of wrapped up, but then it kind of kept going because I was like, oh, no, he we get to see what happens to Frank after this. You know, I don't want to give any spoilers away in case people still haven't watched it. I should have. But so I, I liked it. There was kind of two different stories, two different parts. But then, you know, Punisher did kind of come back. And so, yeah, that was that was really good. Really mm-hmm. makes
1: me want more. Um, number seven, Silicon Valley. Silicon uh, Valley. I, I am so glad that other people at Gamespot watch this show because it is one of my favorite. It's it's my favorite comedy on television. Uh, sorry, Tony. It beats Ash versus Evil Dead. It beats Brooklyn Nine Nine. It beats a lot of the shows that I love. It's just uh, this guy Richard Hendricks with his product Pied Piper trying to make it in Silicon Valley. You know, as an app and. It's a roller coaster of failure. Like, I mean, it takes one step forward, two steps back. And this is the third season, I think, that just aired. And it's just so good. TJ Miller is in it and is ridiculous. And I love the cast. It has such a good cast. So it's on HBO. I highly, highly recommend this more than anything else on this list because you've probably seen everything else on this list. Well, you said it, it beats Ash versus Evil Dead, but not on our list because number six... Ash versus evil dead. I was actually, I was, I think the one person that wanted Silicon Valley ahead of Ash, versus Evil Dead. Oh, uh, so in a, our meetings. So season two,
0: are you still behind? Have you finished season? two? I didn't
1: finish it. No, I, I, I lost interest. I'll probably, you know, one of these days I got like three episodes left.
0: So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a hardcore evil dead fan. You know, when it, when it first came out, I remember that I was like, what the heck? And, and then, yeah. So this, this season, you know, I think that there's really a lot of the unexpected, where you know people die, and it's like yeah. you, know, you don't expect that, and it's like it's like oh here's a story do 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 do, and then what? So there are just such like crazy things happening, you know. It's like you know unexpected, expect the unexpected, all that stuff, and then you still got the humor, and then Ash gets pulled into a, a corpse's anus, which is nasty. Yeah. Did you see that episode? Yeah, that was episode.
1: Two or three. That was yeah, the best was. one I
0: felt of the season. Oh, and there's like just getting like slapped in the face, and and uh, Lee Majors was on it as his dad, which was awesome. Yeah, and, and that's a cool thing which I never did anything with. I I sat next to Lee Majors at New York Comic Con when we we're doing the roundtables. I always I I always meant to put that audio like string all the audio together as like a uh-huh. podcast, and you know I don't know how how good it would be, but I just didn't have time to do anything with it. And then by the time then so all the different people were there. I'll just say that one person kind of didn't do so well in like a coming episode. So then it's like, well, this is already dated. So that, yeah. that's why I, I didn't push it. But as for evil dead, great. Um, yeah. Love that show. Love it. Love the cast.
1: Uh, number five agents of shield. Uh, I, I want to point out, I know you're a huge fanboy of the show, Tony, uh, that I believe it was me that got this push from seven to five at the final yeah. moment. So <laughs> I, I just want to say I'm, I'm surprised that this made
0: it. Same here. List. I love the show, but, I, you know, it, different reasons, you know, why I enjoy it. And I think it's been consistently solid and all that stuff. But other people, you know, tend to like it as well. You know, so that's how it made the list. And, you know, so I, I, I've enjoyed this this season. You know they've they've moved away from the inhuman stuff. You know, having Ghost Rider, having the, the magic, the the dark hold. There's there's been some some cool things. LMD. Uh, it starts. This was the next...
1: be, To me, this was the best season.
0: Yeah, so by far. It starts back uh, Tuesday, the 10th, and we it's like that winter finale cliffhanger, or whatever is pretty nuts. So I'm, I'm excited for that. So I'm glad that's there.
1: Mm-hmm. Number four, Black Mirror. Uh, this was the worst season of Black Mirror, yet it is the one of the top four shows because yeah. the worst season of Black Mirror is still better than most shows.
0: Yeah, I still have. I've been meaning to watch this, and I'm I'm like, you know, should I start in season one? Because you know, there's
1: start wherever you want. You can start yeah. out wherever you want. Any episode you want. Yeah,
0: I I I saw it. You know, some people were like, like, oh, this is the way you should watch it, or this or that, or you know. It's like, should I start with season three? But it's like
1: uh, Do what we did. I mean, just start with season one. It's only three episodes. Season two is three episodes. And then yeah. season three is six episodes.
0: Yeah, because now that Net, Net, Netflix, but I almost couldn't say that, has that that um, how you can download certain shows. Yeah. So I did download the first three onto my iPod pad. Pod. I, I can never say, I always say the opposite, iPad or iPod. I, I don't know why. So, but I, because I was, I downloaded one. Where did I go in December? I went somewhere, didn't I? Maybe not. Um, I don't know. I, I thought I went on a trip. Mexico. No, that was November. Gone
1: until November. Oh, no, no, no. Really? I, I went, went to no...
0: the, the Fox Studio. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I downloaded it, but I ended up reading on a plane instead of watching. So I still haven't so, watched it.
1: Uh, season three has. One of the top three episodes of the whole series called San, Ju- San Junipero. It's it's fantastic. It's a very modern Twilight Zone mixed with social media, mixed with technology type show. There were a couple episodes in this season that were felt very redundant, and the stories were recycled from seasons one and two. But overall, I was. Like, we binged it, my wife and I, that, you know, it came out Friday. We watched it all Saturday. Mm -hmm. Like, it was so good. Uh, I cannot wait for the second half of the third season, which is technically going to be season four sometime this year. Okay. Number three, Westworld. Uh, Westworld is a terrible movie by Michael Crichton, (laughs) which I have a soft spot for. And they made it into a TV show. And HBO... Did such a wonderful job with it, even though you can – once you finish the season, you can tell about season – or episode two or three, they lost a writer and had to do a bunch of rewrites. So there's a bunch of kind of hanging plot threads. But this is HBO being HBO. like Just wonderful episodic drama. It's about robots. It takes place in the future. There are twists and turns everywhere. This is the show you need to watch when Game of Thrones is off the air. (laughs) I mean, like, it's so you get full round year round awesomeness.
0: So I didn't love the show like everyone else did, and I think what it what it is is, and I mentioned this before. This is like a water cooler show where you know you watch an episode and you talk about like what what do you think this meant? And I didn't have that because I was like playing catch up after you know everyone had already watched it. But yeah, when you see that last episode, then it's like. Holy crap! I think I need to rewatch the se- season. Yes. So, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I didn't love it, but it, yeah, it's it's really good, and and the, the quality, you know, the production, all that stuff, the the sets or, or the environments or locations, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, that that's that that's
1: and, uh, Just to make a quick note, because when it was comics, it was just Tony and I. When we we're talking about TV and movies, there were about was it seven of us voting on this? Oh no, there was there's I think there's more than, than that. It was a very long meeting. We'll put it that way. (laughs) There was a lot. There's like, there's
0: seven of us in the meeting, but it was, the voting was open to like all of GameSpot.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The voting was open to all GameSpot, but I think the putting things in order and whether or not they should be in the top 10 was about just, I think it was just the editors, of the site. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number two, Stranger Things. It's a wonderful show. Yeah. This is one I fought for to get above Westworld. And, you did, and uh, I didn't agree with you at the time, but kind of looking back, I think the placement is definitely correct. Uh, and I wasn't the only one, so it's not like no, you, know, you weren't the only yeah. one. And there was, and we were kind of. I think we were pretty much split on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it's a wonderful nostalgia-driven show that's very dark and horrific. But I I don't I, I don't know how this this show speaks to younger audiences because people like us, I think I know we're. Quite a bit apart age, but the '80s are still a very, like that's my childhood is the '80s. So for me, like I was watching something like oh god, it's like Goonies meets all those horrible, dark Disney movies from back then. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I haven't talked to my. It turned out my daughter ended up watching it because mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of like sped through and watched it on my own. Because um, yeah, the whole whole long story why I didn't watch it when it first came out because just traveling and and uh, you know I wanted to watch it with my wife and daughter and everything. And then, so I watched it all. And then I found out my daughter watched it too. So, but I haven't asked her. So she enjoyed it. But I, I, that's, you bring up a good point. So I wonder, like, what's her full take on it? But then she's not like the average kid with, you know, what she likes and doesn't like, you know.
1: Yeah. But but she might be missing that, that thing that for us that we loved about it, which is that. Yeah. There's so many moments on this show where it's like, these are scenes from movies we remember or just, I don't know, the idea of like riding your bikes around with your friends like that. Is so like that's my child. That's both of our childhoods, yeah. probably. Yeah, riding with no helmet. And oh, yeah, just late. riding, riding through yards, you know, mm-hmm. exploring the woods. Like that's what I did as a kid. I'm sure you did as well. Yeah. All right. Number one. Oh, my God. Game of Thrones, the best season of the series, hands down. And it made up for that terrible season five. I'm sorry. Season five was garbage. All right. Uh, I I don't want to talk too much cuz if you haven't caught up I don't want to give too much away but there the the final battles in this were fantastic uh, we got some we went back to brand thank god we went back to brand I've been I am a huge fan of the brand storyline uh, we got more Jon Snow stuff I'm trying not to give anything away uh, the episode everybody talked about was hodor and I don't think that episode was as good as everybody says it was um, or that yeah. moment, I should say, it, this was just such a satisfying season, and I think what really made it satisfying was I'm almost 100% positive that this had nothing to do with the books because this goes past the books, or at least most of the season goes past the books, yeah. And so it's just based off of notes with HBO and uh, Martin. I think the brand story is the only thing that it was because the brand story, I think somebody was telling me it's like in the fourth book or third book, regardless. What a wonderful season, and without a doubt, like, when we talked about best television shows and best comics, when comics came up, it was like Vision. When best TV shows came up, I was like, Game of Thrones, period.
0: All right, we are almost out of time. Um, so I, should we just breeze through movies? Yeah, but, uh, we'll go through movies. Okay, number 10 was Moana. <laughs> Didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, my daughter saw it. She, she enjoyed it.
1: Number nine, The Witch. I hated this movie with all of my heart, but it is a very well-done movie. Number eight, Green Room. Uh, please go see this. It is horrifying. Number seven, The Nice Guys. Neither of us saw this. <laughs> Number six, Deadpool. Deadpool's really good. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, so I was glad that that made it, you know, it's not a you know, classic, you know, well-made movie. It's, you know, a lot of potty humor but it was entertaining.
1: It's, it's so different than everything else that's out. That's yeah. what makes it a great film.
0: It's such a different superhero movie too. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it it took its own formula and and it yeah. did a good thing. You know, like, yeah, you could say BVS tried doing its own thing as well. It kind of went a little too extreme with, you know, trying to be separate and serious and, you know, all that stuff.
1: No, it, it was Zack Snyder doing slow motion yeah. shots.
0: Number five, Kubo and the two strings. I want to see this desperately, but haven't. Yeah. I didn't see this either. <laughs> How bad is it? We haven't seen all the movies in the top ten. I've only seen three.
1: I haven't seen three of them. <laughs> Number four, Captain America: Civil War. Yep, that this was uh, this is what Batman versus Superman should have been. Yeah,
0: so I enjoyed it. Crammed full of characters, didn't feel crammed. It, it was yeah. It was good. Number three, Ten Cloverfield
1: Lane. Yeah, it was um, a huge surprise. I think you're the one that kind of got me to go see it because I you were talking about it so much. I saw it when I was in Seattle and. I fell in love with it. I've seen it about four times now.
0: That, that, that trailer sold me. John Goodman dancing yeah. in front of the jukebox. I think we're alone now. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was good. Uh, number two, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. How many times have you seen it so far? I've only seen it once. No. Yeah. No. Yeah? Yeah. Only okay, I'm on, I'm on two right now. <laughs> I've only seen it once. Um, and, and yeah. I, I, yeah. At first, I was like, this is going to be number one. This is going to be number one. I don't care. Shut up. This is number one. But then, number one, I saw Arrival. Holy Did God. you? So wait, you saw it after we voted, right? No, because then it was the Monday. I I saw Rogue oh, yeah, one, that's right, that's right. and then Sunday I went and saw Arrival because I because we had to vote. So, uh, and
1: Arrival is I I loved Star Wars, but Arrival was such a good alien story where I just love how it was handled because it's a movie about language and time and like. And and just the world trying to come together, and the, it is such a wonderfully complex film. And I was so happy that it didn't turn out to be just another dumb alien movie. Yeah, because to me it looked like this is a generic
0: alien arrival, blah, 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 blah oh, you know all that. But because there's kind of a twist, which obviously I don't even want to hint to, but – I, I felt so emotional after watching this movie. If if you yeah. if you know why, because of the one thing and I was just, think, I was like I was like ready to like burst into tears just thinking about the, the whole concept of ugh, I can't get into it.
1: I, I just want to, I thought it was such a, a such an intelligent movie because yeah, there's all these other elements, but the movie's really about language and communication and how do you communicate with someone that speaks in a language that's not Latin based at all, uh, and no one else in the world knows how to you know speak with it. And it was just such a God! It was so good. Yeah, such a smart movie.
0: Yeah. So uh, those are our. That's our, our top comics, movies, and TV shows. There I are... want to give a
1: huge shout out to the movie Pop Star, which was the best comedy of this year, and I was the only person fighting for it.
0: Oh, and I, I did see uh, uh, Don't Breathe.
1: Don't day Breathe day. was wonderful.
0: Yeah, that was that was really good. I, I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, so you can, if you want more best of, there's like the worst reviewed movies that was based off of the Metacritic, um, not like the movies we hated. It wasn't something like that. Um, you can see like anticipated movies. There's 20 uh-huh. movies we're looking forward to and all that. And I also want to, um, I guess I'll mention Monday, but I, I just want to mention uh, next Friday, the 13th, is Lemony Snicket's Series of Unfortunate Events. Mm-hmm. So I, I've seen all eight episodes and I really enjoyed it. Uh I also uh can I can I plug something, Tony? Uh nah we're out of time. So yeah, oh! I'll talk
1: to you on Monday, Matt. And oh, yeah, listen no. to Podcast
0: Kill the Radio Video Star. Video
1: my new podcast, Podcast Kill the Video Star. It's my friends and I talking about music videos, nostalgia. We talk about good music videos, bad music videos. It's mostly comedians and musicians. So it's a it's been a lot of fun, I think. I've recorded 10 episodes. I think the fifth one just went up. And we're doing a live show soon. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, you can come to it. I guess I won't be there. iTunes. Um,
0: um, speaking of, of podcasts, uh, geez, where'd it go? Um, there was a list. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, geez, where'd it go? Um, <laughs> I lost it. But there's... um. Someone put out like a best podcast of the year, uh huh, and Comic Vine was on there.
1: <laughs> the episodes I wasn't on, right?
0: <laughs> no, and jeez, um, I just saw. It. I'm looking through Twitter. I'm looking through the dimensions, and I, I just saw it the other day, but I don't know where it went. And um yeah, I'll, I'll have to find that. So thanks to those that vote I didn't even know we were nominated on that. Oh, uh, thank you for voting. Where did it go? Oh, did it? Oh, I'll talk. I'll find it for Monday.
1: So we're out of time. Um, you got to
0: go do an interview, and
1: I got. I got to go talk to somebody about a Justice League Power Rangers comic. Uh, yeah, and I got to. I might. I don't know if I'm going to
0: do a video script or not. Um, we'll see. I got yeah other stuff to do. All right. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We will do a regular episode on Monday, so we can uh... Mac has a chance to read comics. <laughs> I haven't read it in a week. I I, I read um. I read most of this week's stuff. I still don't read all of last week's, but I was in the car a bit, so yeah, I, I did a lot of reading.
1: I, I've been immersed in, uh, if you're on GameSpot, it is, I'm doing pretty much a Royal Rumble January, because Royal Rumble's on January 29th, that's a wrestling event, so I'm doing a whole bunch of articles, and I think a couple videos, I Already done, did one, about Royal Rumble and the history of it, so if you like wrestling and you miss Endless Promo, go check those out this week, or this month, I should say, on GameSpot. All right. So
0: thanks, everyone. Uh, thanks for bearing with us as we took some time off and we are back Much on needed. schedule. So we'll be back on Monday. All right. Talk to you next week.